0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Ladies with Gumption, episode 151, How to Catch a Godspeed. I am May, and I'm here with Tatiana
1: and Jessica.
0: We recap DCTV in a flash. You can always find us on Tumblr, ladieswgumption.tumblr.com, over on Twitter at dctv gumption, And you can send us all your lovely feedback and thoughts to ladieswgumption at gmail.com. We are available anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Amazon, other places I don't know the name of but are located on our Podomatic. Um, if you are new-ish or you want to hear it again, we are on Patreon as well, and we do other discussions outside of DCTV, including DCTV-like Fandom racism or love boat series, or we recently did DCTV Pride. Um, So, all of those things are on Patreon, as well as The Witcher, WandaVision, Falcon and the Witcher Soldier, Justice League, Godzilla versus Kong. We did Shadow and Bone, Bridgerton, Mandalorian, Invincible. We are going to do In the Heights this weekend. So, we haven't done Invincible
1: things... yet because Tati um, yes, will not that's true. catch up. Fine. She, has, will... she has homework. <laughs>
2: our, next, our next one will be Invincible then. Yes.
0: Uh, We are going to do Motherland Fort Salem season two. So as you can see, our interests are vast and requests are taken. So if you have anything that you would like us to watch.
1: One thing that has been on our deck to do, that Marvel Agents of Mm S.H.I.E.L.D. I've come up with a format for it where, (laughs) because I'm not watching it. (laughs) I haven't watched it and I don't plan on watching all six seasons. So I'm having like Tati and May go head to head and give me the best episode of each season and then we're going to, you know, talk about the arcs and I'll decide which one. It's, it's so much pressure for Tassi and I in. to
0: pick episodes for Jess. So
1: yes, <laughs> this will be a, be a tough one. A grand endeavor. A one.
0: Yes, but we will do it and you will listen, hopefully. <laughs> and especially for those who have already requested that we do agents of shield. So if you have yes. any agents of shield thoughts, send them our way. We will eventually record our episode on that. Uh, in the news, we have some exciting stuff for Batwoman Season 2. Robin Givens,
2: who is amazing. Season 3. Yes,
0: Season 3, has been tapped to we're play just, Jada Jet.
2: removing Season 1 from our memories. <laughs> yes, that's true.
0: She's been tapped to play Jada Jet, a.k.a. probably Ryan's mom, in Batwoman Season 3, which is very, very exciting. She's fantastic. Um, so I'm looking forward to, like, the cast is already excited for her and looking forward to, like, her... Dynamic with right. Ryan
1: and nice next of them season. confirmed the Illuminati scoop so quickly.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed.
1: Someone, someone appreciates <laughs> you, unlike James Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> James Gunn needs to get on
0: Twitter. <laughs> Over. Um, speaking of Illuminati, Batgirl has. Three key roles, according to Limon Thank you, Tati. Uh, Barbara, Commissioner (laughs) Gordon, and Firefly.
1: Well, they think it's Firefly. Y'all think it's Firefly, right? Because it's like a a fire based villain. Right. That sounds like Firefly. It's not. Because, you know, when they have the casting calls and stuff, it's not like they're not going to say it. it. Yeah.
0: So that's still exciting.
1: And Um, I want to, like, for this one, because um, you said that girl barbara and commissioner gordon are also in the casting call and i'm wondering if, do they just like put it out there just because obviously it's about this movie or do they not plan on tying it to our bats verse which mm. why wouldn't they do that because you know you're already starting right. over new <laughs> and right. you already starting movie, like with flashpoint so yeah I, why would you I start, would start over a new yeah anew. exactly so we'll we shall see so we're going
0: to find out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going on over there at HBO Max slash DC slash Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, but something is happening. Um, speaking of Warner Brothers, Richard Donner, who directed the first Superman movie, uh, passed away at 91. He directed one of the best Superman movies. Uh, too many it was the superman movie so uh he leaves a great legacy behind he also directed the goonies and a bunch of other like well-beloved uh films in hollywood so he will be missed um they did not reveal the cause of his death but i would assume assume it's from old age yes (laughs) yeah so our condolences to his family and friends um any thoughts on any of the news that I just discussed, ladies?
2: Well, it was nice to, you know, it's very sad that uh, Richard Donner passed, but it was nice to hear slash see everyone speak about his legacy. you know yeah, so there was it's like, like a, a real
1: outpouring of love for him
2: yeah. um,
1: over the news, which is which is nice to see,
0: yeah. I remember um I remember reading a tweet from a colleague who was basically like, Why, like the Superman movies were Superman movies specifically, was so good is because he was able to combine heartwarming stuff with adventure with romance. I'm like, yes, a lot of superhero movies do not know how to do that these days. So, hats off to to Richard Donner for that for giving us that Um, moving into side A the only side this week because The Flash was the only show that was on Our, our format is of course Joy No Joy feedback and Lady with the Commission of the Week to take us away is Jessica
1: okay so on The Flash this week David Ramsey guest stars Barry dreams about Nora again except this time something is wrong the first time something was like very happy but this time there's a little bit more tension in the air so he is worried about her in the future in real life godspeeds are playing a destructive hybrid game of tag and hide and seek around central city destroying the town and everybody in it chester wants to call the only smart person on the team aka iris but barry says if i can't see her you can't see her and claims that she's quote unquote (laughs) resting hearing someone is worried about their significant other reminds cecile momentarily that she does not know where joe is but the Godspeeds have an <laughs> electricity bubble surrounding Central City, so no communication can get in or out. But there's no electricity force field that can keep out John Diggle, who arrives in Central City with a weapon delivered from Cisco to help Barry catch a Godspeed and figure out what it wants and hopefully stop the war. The Godspeed tra- they trap tells Barry that the bad Godspeeds want to steal his power and give it to their leader, August, and then they will submit and die like, you know bumblebees when they sting you and then they just die. (laughs) This is what the godspeeds want to do. Well, the good godspeeds are like, that's dumb, (laughs) and they do not want to die. So they want to kill the other godspeeds before they can kill Barry and give him August's speed. Give August his speed. They want Barry's help to kill August and stop this whole crazy thing, which Barry does not want to do. Meanwhile, Allegra and Ultraviolet's new bond is put to the ultimate test because Esperanza... Who is healed and looking 15 years younger without the mask, oh my still God. wants her revenge on the remnants of Black Hole that destroyed her life. But Allegra does not want to help her and puts the city over family. Ben Diesel was very disappointed. So, so was Esperanza because she went anyway. And by the time Allegra decided to find her and help her, Esperanza was so badly injured and she decided to die out of spite. <laughs> Worried about Nora, Barry tries to run to 2049, but is hit with the Godspeed roadblock. He's saved by Dion, and finally figures out his wife is not just sick and hiding from him, but in fact Dion has been helping Iris to keep her from phasing in and out of the timeline. Back in Central City, Cecile, who somehow received Nora's journal and instructions in between one of Iris' phase cycles, takes Diggle and Frost out to look for the real August, who they find behind a dumpster with amnesia, doesn't know who he is. Forgotten by Cecile, but not by the plot, Joe and Kristen Kramer are still out in the woods and they're being hunted by Adam Craig, who reveals himself to not only be a sociopath, but also a mortal. So that's fun. Finally, Barry thinks he's hallucinating Nora again, but this time it's the real real deal. And she's proved that Iris will be all right. Dot, dot, dot. They both are. Confusion turns to shock as Barry is introduced to his son, Bart. Marcus Stokes directed the episode, written by Kristen Kim and Dan Fisk. What sparked
2: joy? Uh, well, I'm glad that they tried to give um, an actual reason for Iris's absence and that she was not absent for all of one scene. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, okay, so it's interesting that she's phasing in and out of the timeline for some reason having to do with the Godspeed war, I assume. And that is what's causing Nora to be like, we're in trouble because maybe I won't exist if my mom phases out of the timeline again, I assume. Also, liked that Dion came back around to help Iris with that, even though he had to call her mom's in the process to do it. At least now we know, you know, he continues to have a purpose and existence in the forces storyline. Though annoying was not for not. Um, so yeah, all the overall, I liked that. I liked uh, that Godspeed got his voice back. <laughs> Although he, I guess he was no longer be Wong. Now he's just whatever he is. But. And he actually told me the name of whoever the voice actor is now, but I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Point is, now we can hear him. Thank God. Um, and I liked that he, once again,
1: like, you know. Was that it, why we he... couldn't hear him before? Because B.D. Wong was no longer voice acting <laughs> for him?
2: I don't know if that's the reason why. <laughs> we can
0: neither deny nor confirm. <laughs> this the
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> they had to find someone to replace him. Uh, no, but. I like that, you know, Barry was offered uh, sort of an ultimatum once again. And, of course, Barry's like, I'm not going to be killing anybody. And then Gatsby was like, well, then we're enemies or whatever. Um, also, Diggle. Nice nice to see him again and nice to get a little bit inches of the plot moving towards, you know, what's in Diggle's box. What is going on with Diggle? Where will this be leading us? What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> But I did enjoy his interactions with the team. I've got to say, maybe it's just Cecile. is just not getting what she needs from Joe because there was also some weird chemistry between Diggle <laughs> and Cecile, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and he was like, "You're a special lady, Cecile." <laughs> just like, you know, no if he
0: if she too wanted to go work for Argus off screen, would any of us do that? <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> there's a special place for you, Cecile, at Argus. But anyway, it's nice to see. You know. Diggle working in his full, like Argus capacity, seeing really what his job is post uh, Arrow. Plus it's nice to hear that Cisco is the one that sent him kind of, you know, like they, they asked Cisco and then Diggle comes so we can imagine Cisco and Diggle just palling around off screen, I guess. Um, that's nice. Um, and yeah, so, so it was, it was was cool to hear him complimenting Flash. Like I think he even like mentioned Allegra leveling up too. So it was nice. Uh, Nora and Bart, obviously, best thing that's ever happened. So glad to see them again. I was not expecting to see them in this episode, so it was really exciting. Well, I was expecting, you know, obviously, Nora comes in the dream again. But I thought Bart was going to be introduced next episode. So it was very cool. When she was like, oh, um, (laughs) the two of us as in someone you'll be really excited to meet, maybe, since you're already excited about me. Um, that was fun. And, you know, immediately, when Jordan Fisher came on screen, just infectious energy. Love the way he said, crash. Felt very yes. natural. <laughs> um, also, I'm glad that we met August Hart in this timeline, right? So now we're going to finally put the pieces together in the last two episodes of the season about, <laughs> you know, where the Godspeeds came from, what led to this, etc. So it was also, you know, last week they had, they did some really cool um, fight scenes and I was glad that we got the budget back. This week... They were like, let's just not fight for a lot of it so that we can conserve money. But there was a couple moments that were really well done. And overall, I think they did a good job with building the tension, despite not showing us anything. Like when Chester was like, oh my god, if I'm going to go home, I'm like going to, you know, what if I'm like putting something in the oven and then they, they come and they attack me or whatever. <laughs> I don't remember what he said. But he was, you know, so they did a good job of, like, expressing how dangerous the Godspeeds could be, even though we did not get to see very much Godspeeding.
0: And those are all your likes. (laughs) That's
2: it. That's
0: it. That's all I (laughs) got. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like this episode a lot more than I thought I was going to like it. I think that the Godspeed stuff is really um, intriguing, and the fact that we learned a little bit more about what it is that they're doing. I guess it was like sort of one side is trying to cancel the other side out, or one side's trying to get more power while the other ones are just trying to survive yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) cancel culture (laughs) sorry
0: (laughs) so i thought that was really interesting and um even in like introducing august hart and the fact that he doesn't actually remember anything about himself may maybe like he's time displaced or something and he just showed up in 2021 he's not supposed to be here i guess that's a theory but um that aspect of it all was really interesting. I think Godspeed is like a great villain overall, Godspeed's, um, by comparison to the Force's storyline that we had earlier this season. And it's it's weird because it just it really does feel like budget-wise, story-wise, they were just holding everything back for the two-part finale. And it's like, okay, now we're finally seeing something worthwhile and I wish I hadn't taken that long. But um, it was interesting nonetheless. I wonder
1: if they had a reduced budget because of COVID.
0: They probably did because all the shows, even like I was watching Evil, and the, there's barely any music in it, which is weird and off-putting. But I'm pretty sure, like, yeah, all the shows of like have cut budgets. It's it's bizarre to like notice certain things that they didn't used to do are not being done anymore. Um, so definitely, you can definitely feel that on the flash with all the you know talking to villains rather than fighting them. <laughs> Every time I see Barry run, I'm like, oh. 30 seconds. (laughs) So that's uh, amazing. I actually did like the Diggle and Barry conversation about family in terms of, I guess like that's the theme of the season is family and how, you know, also because like Arrow fans were just so mad at Barry for erasing Sarah from the timeline. Diggle's like, you know what? I get it now. (laughs) I would do the same for my family. So I like that they sort of had that conversation because if Diggle's, great at anything it's it's those heart to hearts and he knows like of all the shows that he's been on so far the flash team is the one he knows the best of all of them and so i'm glad that he got that to have that moment uh with barry because he was like super worried about everything um and i like even like the joe kramer stuff with regards to crake specifically because now that they found him he's like explaining what he can do and like while some of it's like oh that's weird the second part's huh. like, yeah, but I'm using half that money to give back the reservation. I was like, so is he really all that bad? He, no, because
1: I don't know how Please. I feel about that. Please, giving oh. blood money to the res and calling it reparations. Oh, <laughs> he's like he's, he's the, trying Robin Hood his best.
2: <laughs> the
1: Robin Hood of hired mercenaries. Is
0: he taking? Is it blood money or is it money they initial like the U.S. in general just stole? Well, he well he
1: doesn't really have like an agenda of who hires him so i'm like yeah, you true. need a little bit more of a targeted kill list <laughs> for <laughs> me to like work with it and not just anybody because i'm immortal <laughs> uh, and also
0: like you the need Kringer. to work on your mission statement first Craig. Yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> He more he needs more screen time to explain <laughs> everything for us <laughs> but i did like even the reveal i think tati's theory last week was on point about kramer being a meta because you know lo and behold she, she survived dead. things yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so clearly there's something going on there which was really interesting and i, I continued to like that Joe's actually getting something to do even though it connects does not connect to the rest of the plot um Obviously, Iris being in this episode brought me immense joy, even though if it was for one that one scene, I think that it was one of the most uh, fascinating scenes of the whole episode. It's like plot twist. She is has been disappearing from the timeline and the fact that she's able to be in a speed force now with Dion and like him trying to protect her from like fracturing the timeline, I guess, which is super interesting. And I hope that we get you know, a bigger explanation of that, but my interest is peaked and I'm so happy that she was at least here. Um, even though she did not have too much to do, but I think it was like one of the most interesting aspects of the episode and sort of like a p- loose plot thread that will hopefully carry on into the next episodes. Um, what else? Obviously I loved um, Nora and Bart, our favorite to West Island speedster duo um, just the fact that like nor nor Nor's whole like bubbly personality and she's like why wouldn't I be okay like I'm here I'm here to help you I know you're gonna yell at me right. for being here to begin you <laughs> <laughs> that was super cute it's like no no I'm here for a reason it's very important Um, and then like Bart showing up was just like Jordan played him so well even though he was on screen for like 20 seconds just the fact that like and you can obviously tell I think what I love the most is that they grew up with both Barry and Iris like this is a much happier future for the whole family in general because he's automatically like hey dad what's good you know pops and then going oh, off on a here? tangent yeah um so all of that was really cute also the fact that he clearly does not know a star labs because this <laughs> was so that's nice <laughs> but that whole like scene was just excellent and you know Barry's mm-hmm. shock is like happiness of seeing Nora and then like wait there's two of you <laughs> headache
2: <laughs> blooming
0: <laughs> um so all of that was great and and i think that the lead up to the 150th episode You can tell, like, they're trying to put a lot into it so that they can deliver on the stuff that they have presented, even if it's, like, crumbs, you know? So I like that stuff.
1: Yeah, I think this was a pretty good—it's not even a penultimate because we have two episodes left, but it was, like, the lead-up to the climax, I guess. And I think it it felt very—I not don't know. Like, it felt like it was moving somewhere. The Godspeed War is actually interesting to me because it felt, you know, you could, like you said, we didn't get to see Godspeed going into people's houses and messing up stuff, but you could feel it around the city and the fact that there's so much kind of going on. Um, and then, I don't know how the second set of Godspeeds achieved like consciousness, but <laughs> the the mystery around them, like fighting each other. No, I'm trying to look at August Prime. All of that was like really, really interesting and kind of figuring out like how do we end this war? What's going to stop it? And it's not even about Barry necessarily, which, which is interesting. Like this is all chaos; is just like descended upon Central City, and it's not something that Barry necessarily brought. They are like targeting him, but it's more, you know, if it was just the bad guys, that'd be one thing. But this is like the Civil War aspect of it. Is making it bigger than just like Team Flash, which is kind of interesting. Um, obviously, Iris is one scene in the still, still zone with Barry and Dion. Even though it was one scene, it was one of the most intriguing mysteries of the episode. Right. And I like, like you guys said, I like that we have like a patchwork explanation as to why Candace hasn't been here. Although I'm sure if she was around to film, we would have seen her struggling with phasing. Like, let's be real, like, she wouldn't have. Been, she would have been dealing with this alone on screen but we would still have seen it because um, I think they're still supposed to be a surprise of Barry realizing that this was happening to her um, but still just like the idea of it and trying to figure out like what it's about and we have theories about it that we can talk about later um, but it it promises something big for characters that we know characters that we don't know all this kind of seeing how all these kind of things connect together is really um, interesting. I like that Dion is back because he's one of my favorite forces, and I thought it was like hilarious. <laughs> it's like a little detail, but just the fact that he would not let even Barry finish saying the words "I love you" before he that this out. brought
0: you joy brings me joy. <laughs> it's
1: hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny because he's like, ah, nope. You didn't even know that so she was gone, so let's not, you yeah. know. So that was fun. Jostin, I'm calling them Jostin now. (laughs) Joe Joe and Kristen, their plot, even their plot is interesting. So, like, all of the little plots that we had this episode, you know, were all had some kind of mystery to it that was intriguing. Adam is insane. (laughs) And I think that his, like, surprise. Yeah. Like, how, you know, like I said, like, he doesn't even have, like, a, he doesn't care, like, who he kills. It's all about like the money, and it's all about like his god complex. Godspeed, god complex. Even though I know, even though I know they're not related anymore, um, but just like the fact that he was surprised that Kristen's still alive, I agree, gives more weight to Tati's theory that she's a meta and doesn't know it. And I also think it more specifically, I think she has the same powers that he does, and she doesn't know it, and he doesn't know it, because you know, like she was talking about how they grew up together spend all their time together so if they are particle accelerator metas and they're both at the same place at the same time they probably have the same powers which is going to be interesting i don't even know like how if it's connected to like something in comics or if it's something new that they're bringing out for the show but just the fact that you have a a good versus evil immortal meta thing going on that could right, like that dovetail them or something concept. that's really yeah it's really interesting mm-hmm. um And Joe was there to ground her. (laughs) He's her (laughs) lightning (laughs) rod. Should we add them to the love boat? (laughs) Might as well. Cecile's slacking. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nora and Bart, obviously, so much fun. I was so excited to see them. I was, was, you know, thinking that we might get a scene of them in the post-credit. So I was glad that they showed up. I'm glad that Bart showed up. and then another like little detail in there that just made it even that much funnier is when like Bart literally crashes into Nora and like, her face just like falters like oh <laughs> you, you get like an idea of like their oh, si- sibling yeah <laughs> their sibling rivalry or their dynamic so all of that's just like good stuff um, so yeah I think this was a pretty uh, fun episode but what did not spark joy. Well, the first thing that did not spark joy is Cecile
2: being in Iris's place. Right. Like I get that Iris is not here, so maybe you need someone, but like can't you switch it up? Does it always have to be Cecile? It's very weird. Um, and it still it does it doesn't feel any more natural than it did the first time they tried it. So yeah, I don't know. I was like I would at this point I would have rather like I know no one wants any Barry Caitlin scenes, no but one if wants Caitlin had <laughs> even taken one scene, like it would have been okay. I would have been or okay Chester. with it. Yeah, I mean, of course, like but, like, that's what I'm saying, like, trade out the scenes. Like, let different people, yeah. you know, revolving door. we got plenty of them. Um, but, yeah, so, so it's, like, it's it's really weird. Um, and, like, especially the scene where she was like, you know, I just need you to have some hope. And I'm like, who are you, Cecile? What are you talking about? <laughs> Barry has hope all the time. Okay, so anyway, I did not like that. Also, even though I, I think I already mentioned it last week, but it was, like, even more offensive to me, the Spanish dialogue this week. Maybe because I was, like... Last week, I was not really. I was more focused on like the, the fact that poor Kayla does not clearly does not know Spanish. But now, um, like Esperanza's dialogue, it literally sounds like <laughs> someone just Googled, you know, Google translated a sentence in English and then just took it. They didn't even they didn't even check it. Nobody on the set was like, "Wait, this isn't right." But espe- like, it like especially, stood out to me when she was like, "We have to go make them pay, or we have to make them pay." But instead, she literally said, "They have," or no. We have to pay them, is what she said. And I was like, <laughs> "How did you get this so wrong? Why is it like this?" Um, and then there's just other parts where it's just like, "That's not even a word, etc." So I just don't understand why. I just don't understand why it's so hard to well, she's write now, Spanish so. dialogue. She's she's dead now. I, when, I that,
0: when I saw that, scene, I saw that scene, I imagined you bristling with anger,
2: like, "Oh, I was, I was <laughs> bristling." But also the fact that she died, like, what was the point? What are we learning from this storyline? Is Allegra going to suddenly feel like she shouldn't be part of Team Flash because she let down her family? Because if so, that's And sucks she has no family
1: left to like leave the Flash for, so <laughs> Exactly. She
2: has no family left, A. And B, uh, uh Esperanza sucks. She tried to kill you several times. She did not have any faith in you. She did not, she couldn't even wait like a day to get your help with something. She does not care about the city. The city was actually in trouble, and she was like, No, I must go on my random vendetta. And it has to be today today even though the godspeeds could probably get them before i do so whatever i was very annoyed with this whole plot line it just feels like a waste of time and now that she's dead if instead it had been like okay reforming esperanza and we're going to get to see allegra try to create a bond with her again or whatever have difficulty through that then yeah that makes sense sure spend some time on that but now she's just dead there's no point and i'll just hate it um you've convinced me on joe and kramer i'm no longer that mad i do still think it was too much too much screen time um and i just still don't like kramer so like i love the concept of like the good versus evil of the immortals but i hate kramer and i don't think she's good so it's very hard for me to (laughs) to believe it however i do think the concept is interesting so there is that um anyway blah 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 oh yeah also i just think that even though i really like that they found August and that he had lost his memory. And so we have to, you know, maybe piece it together with him and maybe he's going to be a nice guy or whatever, but then he's going to turn out evil, right? So you have, like, now that we have him here before the evil, what do we do with him? I like like this whole idea, except that when they brought him in, they already knew or suspected he was August. And yet they still ended that part of the storyline with it being like, I only remember my name, August. And I was like, this could have been dramatic if you hadn't been, like... like,
1: no, no, he's no, August? It's Jake.
2: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and they're like, wait, he's not August? What do we do now? Right. Because at that point, I'm like, if you set it up, like, oh, I think he's August. And then he's August. Okay, then. Why did you tell me that beforehand? Just let it be exciting when he's out of it. So, yeah, that's all. Oh, also, I just wish Iris was in it. But, you know, I can't do anything that bad because of whatever reason. Blank reason. She better be like,
0: in 95% of the scenes or the next two episodes, <laughs> right, right,
2: <laughs> making
1: it up
0: to us. Um, I have but to yeah, I, I that could...
1: it's like because it's the way that the scenes where she was obviously supposed to be there, and so like this was the first time because I, I know people are like speculating. So if we're gonna speculate like random shit, then might as well be something that's at least a little bit logical. Like maybe I I think she either you know she could have either caught COVID or was like exposed to it, which. Danielle's episode, I I have very low expectations that she would have been in it anyway. So that was already two weeks off. But if there was like a threat of exposure, then that would have been like another two weeks to quarantine or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then a, a little bit extra, and which is why we got her in this episode, but not as much as she could have been, maybe, is the only way that I could see that kind of fitting. Yeah, but, that makes sense. I mean there's nothing sense. that we, I agree can, we that. can do about it.
2: Yeah. I think that makes most sense too.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah agreed um but as for the dislikes in this episode I as much as I thought that Esperanza was so focused on like her own little mission and it was trying to like force Allegra to just go with her um I did think it was sort of stupid for like to be like team flash needs me I was like do they know <laughs> it's not like she was really helping much and you know considering that she just True. got Esperanza back. She could have at least pretended to help her for a little bit so that she could, Esperanza could see that, like, oh, she's loyal to me. Maybe I'll like chill out for a couple of days while we, you know, figure this out or whatever. Cause it just felt like it, no one on Team Flash even noticed Allegra was gone. So, so it's like, I don't know, why are you just caping for this team so hard when they clearly don't, you know, no, to be fair, like they yet.
1: did they, they did try to reach her, and she's like, I don't know where she is, and then they left it at like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, so I don't know. It was just – I thought it was an interesting choice, and I don't like that they killed Esperanza so quickly because, like, she just got her life back. She just got her voice back, and then they just, like, literally took it away from her again. So I did not like the fact that a, you know, quote-unquote villain is doing these – bad things but they have reasons for why they're doing it and then that person is just killed off yes and I I don't like that at all I think that Esperanza was very interesting and now that she could actually like you know voice her concerns about a bunch of things without the black hole stuff that happened to her she could actually become more of a you know fully fleshed out character and they did not give her the opportunity to do that so I think that her life was really cut short um so I miss opportunity there like if you're gonna have a leg and you're gonna give her a storyline why are you gonna kill off the one person she was connected to that makes no sense um because i really don't want her to sit there moping about now. but on before that it was like nash wells and oh God. it's exhausting so we don't need that i wish that she had not been like so just abruptly like le- leaving the show especially since like Esperanza was tied to Black Hole. There could have been more Black Hole investigating on behalf of Team Citizen. So I feel like that was really a missed opportunity, all in all. Um, I also, like Cecile, I don't understand. um, I mean, I understand, but it's just frustrating. I, I feel like, especially like these last few episodes, she's kind of grated on many people's nerves, including ours, because she's just everywhere she doesn't necessarily need to be again. Um, so I feel like she's just doing the most with what she has. Um, so every time she, she brought up like Iris giving her the journal and I don't even know the timeline of this because God's been here really short, you know, he's been here for a very short period of time. Apparently maybe it's like a day and a half. So I guess I'm like, Oh, I guess nobody really realized like Iris was phasing in and out of the timeline, maybe because it's only been like 12 hours, but it just like, the whole, oh, yeah, she's under the weather. Oh, yeah, this is what she said about her journal. And I'm like, come on, guys.
1: <laughs> it was a little um it No was a little one else bit is much. smart enough to figure this out. So <laughs> we have to figure it in some way through Iris.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? Oh, like D- Diggle. Speaking of Diggle. So Diggle has been in several shows now. And then he came to The Flash. And it's like, oh, I guess I expected a little bit more from his appearance in terms of his Green Lantern supposedly storyline but I feel like all the writers are just trolling fans now because they haven't given us any answers whatsoever all we get are like extreme headaches about you know opening the box and maybe he just said no to the ring and the ring is taunting him or something so I don't know what's going on there but I'm sure that we will get answers because he still has one more show but it's like you appear here at least have a conversation about it beyond just like enhancing your headaches, because it doesn't really do much for his <laughs> story personally. <laughs> and I'm tired of seeing him constantly and not getting anything out of it. So I just feel like the Im- there's a lot of Green Lantern teasing and no Green Lantern.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, so I forgot to that. And I dislikes. I agree. It was just so like we're we're three appearances in, and one of them was not even Diggle, yeah. and two of them were kind of the same. Like I mean. Obviously, the analysis new blash is totally different, and that was nice. But in terms of furthering the story, it was like, yes, we know something is going on with Diggle.
1: <laughs> it's kind of funny because Cecile's like, "Oh my gosh, I feel it," and I just like someone on Twitter was like, "Okay, really, Cecile? Like you feel all of this kind of stuff?" But where were you when Iris is in the mirror? You couldn't feel shit. Right? Then? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's very very true. So you know, Cecile has like off and on powers whenever it suits the storyline best. <laughs> they use it. So yeah, those were my major dislikes.
1: Yeah, um, I like I agree with y'all about like Esperanza and in her storyline because I just feel like it was it was already kind of unusual to me that she is appearing in three episodes back to back. So they're furthering this story. It wasn't just, like, a one-off from Allegra, like, plot, and now that's done, and then she goes. She came back, she got a surgery, and then she came back again and was, like, released from her surgery. Excuse me. So you have all of this story, and then so what was the point of, like, not only her dying... But her dying out of spite to Allegra. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, what? What is Allegra supposed to, like, feel or, like, learn from this? You know, you had her stalking Barry and, and Diggle talking about, like, family, you know. Um, and so she went, like, all fast and furious to go help her her cousin. And then, you know, like, she's late, but, like, you're not dead yet. And she's like, oh, it's too late. You, you, you abandoned me. And this is, like, the second time major event in their lives that Allegra has gone somewhere else and it has not turned out well for Esperanza. Um but you know so they're like it just ended the way that it began that Allegra didn't do something and Esperanza Esperanza's just like I hate you <laughs> and now I'm gonna die. She's like, well you know, we can save you. It's like no it's too late. I'm dying. Ugh. And then she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, um, like where Allegra is supposed to go from there. Like, you know, she can't really feel Supernova now, but she feels like she caused the death for her cousins. I don't really know what what they're doing with that. It just seems like I don't know, weird. Um, like I said, Adam, like g- giving the money to the res is is very worthy of you, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. His whole modus operandi needs a little bit of twe- tweaking for me. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can if I can cheer this on right now. Um, but that's kind of like a minor nitpick. Um, obviously, Iris' absence, um, you know, I feel like it's clear, like, Barry, like, maybe COVID exists, like, in the universe, and Barry thought Iris had it, so he's like, socially distancing himself downstairs. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> in the beginning, when, um, He's, you, we think he's watching news like in real time and there's Godspeeds and all this kind of stuff and he's just like hey Iris, are you seeing this and like why is like the whole like yelling upstairs <laughs> it's like almost like the
2: nanny when they yell to
1: to Fran's dad he's just in the other room <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah I mean it, it's like even it's like drawing more attention to the fact that Candace is not there to respond to this scene um so I don't know why they do it um and yeah, the fact that he, he was surprised. Yeah, even then,
0: retroactively, they could have done ADR, I guess, to at least true. she called back downstairs and be like, "Okay." Hey, she's cameras has she's
1: a very crying. nice, like, padded closet. I know that she could have done some ADR, and <laughs> so you know they could have made something work. But yeah, it, it would just—it just you know—in an episode where you don't have a lot of her, and he didn't have a lot of her in the previous episode, it just seems like you're ca- calling to the fact more attention to the fact that she's not there. Um, the needs to be in the story and you know just the fact that it was a surprise to Barry that she was going through something (laughs) and she's not just you know sick Um, but I also think it's like you know because like y'all have mentioned it's very obvious that they're seeking other people mostly Cecile in places where Iris should be they kind of just like dragged and dropped her um, but it was really, again, like ex- doing all of these cartwheels in the writing to make Cecile make sense for where Iris should be um, is like, again, calling more attention to the fact that Iris could have been doing these scenes, but you don't have her. So, like, when she's telling Barry that Iris gave her, Iris had this idea and she gave me Nora's journal because she has this theory and she's been cracking the code on her own off screen, even though she's sick. But I'm gonna do this on screen and carry out her theory. I'm like, it just, it seems, like, very, like, clumsy. Um, You're, like, because you're having Iris, uh, Cecile take Iris' stuff, but you're having her explain that she's taking Iris' stuff on screen just to make it morally offensive to me (laughs) that she's the one that's carrying all this out. Um, And then, you know, obviously, again, some of this can't be helped because of the situation, but it's also kind of annoying that Barry has all of these serious, con- he has three serious conversations about his children, his and Iris' children, with all the people not named Iris. Because he told Caitlin about his dream, about Nora. And then, you know, we didn't even see him, like, yelling up the stairs, like, Iris, I had this dream. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we don't know if you talked to her, but you talked to Caitlin about his dream, about Nora. He's talking to Diggle about renting in 2049 to go see if she's okay and should he do it or not. And then he talks to Cecile about his plans to do just that. So, like, all these conversations that are not happening with Iris, we don't give any any fake phone calls of him leaving her voice messages and her not responding. <laughs> there's there's none of that. So it's just kind of like, you know, he's going off and doing all – it seems like he's going off and doing all these things without checking in on her and then finds out that stuff was going on with her that he didn't even know about. So, you know. It's just a little bit kind of, like, clumsy. Um, and then I agree with y'all about Diggle, how it it felt like when we first got the news that he was going to be in these multi-episodes, there would be more of a story arc for him than what we're getting so far. So, yeah, I agree with that. But as for feedback, what did our Flash fans have to say about this episode? I see we have...
0: Yeah, Anita they started. had a lot to say. Mm-mm-mm. They usually
1: do. <laughs> yes, indeed.
0: Which is why we love them. Uh, we'll start with Anita. She says, the second episode where Barry should have woken from his dream next to Iris, and a second where Barry is talking to the walls instead of Iris, and a third without much Iris. What they gave us was very confused. So is it a is she trapped at home and not with an illness, but a temp- temporal stabilizer pocket or something? Whatever the explanation, it isn't okay. This isn't a good way to shore up confidence in the character's future or everything she's built. But I thought this episode was much better, much clearer than Enemy at the Gates with the introduction of August Hart. But that massive needle for a nanodose of dark matter. <laughs> oh, that was true. Uh, the, yeah, <laughs> the Godspeeds attacking people in their homes gave me Botham Jean vibes in another weird way. Cecile just now panicking that she can't find her man. (laughs) Sigh. Kramer's hardly any better. Mm -hmm. How do you go tracking a military vet overnight through the woods with a handsome Uncle Boo and bring your mascara by no satellite phone? Oh, this bitch is clever. (laughs) (laughs) And she is immortal. That was an entertaining Christmas, So come get your man, Cecile. (laughs) What? What? a fair I know soon. she's just like yeah oh they have a lead on Joe I was like no one's no- noticed Joe's gone <laughs> the West family is gone <laughs> no one realizes um, but Esperanza had to die this was a secondary character that was somehow more compelling than so many others who came along and if we're being real more of an effective fighter than Killer, Killer Frost or Frost. The show had a lot to make up for in this episode, and honestly, the two subplots. Still, I would have much rather seen Esperanza live on, learn to show gratitude to Team Flash with the surgery and new gadget, oh. be an ally, and then pick up a few gadgets from Chester to track the black hole baddies when she decided to move on. Double ugh. Next up, more August Heart and Iris, and I won't hear of anything else.
1: You know what? That also that kind of reminds me of the thing about like Esperanza and how you brought up that she wasn't allowed to redeem herself, and I was like, Non-white person because like mm-hmm. Chill Blaine is still alive and kicking. Frost was allowed to have a redemption arc. Even um, what's her face Sue was semi villainous, and she's still alive to tell a story. So yep, like why is Miss sure. Ronda? you?
0: We see That's you, Flash. True. We see you.
1: Speaking of yeah. Chiblin, I
0: don't even know why he's still here, but whatever. Um, he was not in this episode, so he's. I was gonna relevant.
2: say I didn't just like blink and miss him, right? No. He, was- no, no. <laughs> he wasn't this week.
0: <laughs> um, Sonia says, "Hey, ladies. Before I get into my feedback on this week's episode of The Flash, let me laugh at myself about my feedback for last week's episode of The Flash. I literally must have zoned out for that last scene with Joan Kramer and the expo- and the explosion because all I remembered about Joan Kramer's storyline." was them working together to piece together Adam's motives, which is why I said their storyline was so nice and appeared to forget all about them almost dying at the cliffhanger ending of the episode. LOL. Anyways, on to my feedback. This episode was a lot better than the previous episodes, and I'm not saying that it's because Candace was in it, but I'm also not not saying that's the case either, if you know what I mean. It was really nice to see Diggle again and get a reference to him appearing on Batwoman with the Gotham reference and some more references to his headaches and that tease of the Green Lantern ring. Ye to being mentioned, and even when he's not on the show anymore, his tech inventions are still saving the day. Your fave could never. Super cool, they trapped one of the Godspeeds and saying how this set of Godspeeds has more self-preservation, whereas the other set of Godspeeds basically wants to sacrifice themselves for their master nice reference to Barry's time travel mishaps after he tells Diggle that he should know better than anyone why Barry can't risk changing the timeline as last time Sarah Diggle was erased due to Barry's time travel loved how Diggle talked about half family is everything and he would sacrifice everything for family love Diggle so much Uh, too bad Barry wasn't actually able to travel to 2049 but it was cool to see Dion again and also have a reference to where Iris has been this entire time not sure why Iris is temporal phasing but my prediction is it has something to do with pregnancy like it's some sort of pre-pregnancy power surge that will culminate in her getting super speed while she's pregnant as we already know she has super speed from the finale description yeah I think it's like their thing of morning sickness except instead of morning sickness she just like phases in and out of time Um, because they did the same thing on Charmed she says where Piper was pregnant with Wyatt she got extra powers from the powers he exhibited as a fetus I don't know just thought. Ooh! Mm-hmm. Yeda August being played by a desi actor, first Rama Ramamurthy and now Karan Oberoi. Love seeing South Asian rep. Now all I need is them to put Mina Dewan in the show and I'll be so happy. uh poor Esperanza and poor Allegra. I really liked Esperanza as a character and wanted to see more of her. So it sucks to see her get killed off so quickly. Seeing Nora again and seeing Bart for the first time was amazing. Loved Nora saying, "If this." If you're this happy to see me, you'll be twice as happy in a second. And seeing Bart speed in, Bart calls Barry pops. My heart just exploded. <laughs> I'm guessing Crash is like when Nora kept saying Shui in season five. These future kids this and their weird slang reference. terms. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Have you never seen yeah. or, Young or Justice or any- Crash? Is yeah, ever, uh, yeah. Yeah. A young yeah, Justice reference. Crash is from
0: justice, Young Justice yeah. reference for yeah. sure. Um, can't wait for the next episode to have Iris get to meet her kids.
2: Yay! Thank and God. then finally
0: we have Suarez feedback. Uh he says, Hello, ladies. Well, the flash was better, at least in the last Ooh. two weeks, but not by <laughs> <Not> a
1: lot. That's the praise from Florida. Yes.
0: Even though there were some good moments and it's great to finally have the West Allen twins, this was still a just disjointed mess. After speaking with Jessica yesterday, I'm convinced that COVID hit the show more so than any other show and that's what affected what we're saying now it's very unfortunate and i feel for the production staff but i honestly believe that the writers could have done better in response i don't mean to be too critical but i really believe they prioritized the wrong things in this episode and should have changed the story as a result keeping iris off screen feeling sick and apparently going between dimensions is just so weird and honestly rather random disrespectful to the character If Candace was unable to be on set, there must have been a better way to write her out for these episodes. It's honestly just very frustrating. Also, very frustrating and frankly nonsensical was killing off Esperanza. Like, why? We just spent all that time redeeming her. What was the reason? It was so gross. Also gross, the insertion of Cecile in scenes clearly meant to be for Iris. Like, why? Like y'all have said before, the vibes were totally off. And I really think that Chester would have been a much better replacement for these scenes. I guess the Joe and Kramer plot was kind of interesting, but it was completely removed from the rest of the plot. At least there wasn't Chilblain and the Elsas weren't as annoying. Diggle was good, though, and his heart-to-heart with Barry was good. But then he up and left because the Guardians of Oa... <laughs> We're calling so much to him to become Green
2: <laughs>
0: I hope the next two episodes are focused solely on West Allen family um, as they take down all the Godspeeds. I know we'll have some garbage store lines to muck through, though. Sigh. I mean, the fact that all the stills are of the West Allen family is nice, so we will take here. that. I know, exactly.
1: The only the only thing that could have made it like more clear is if they had like a J fo- a photo. But mm. other than that, like, no one cares about anybody else but the twins.
0: <laughs> this is why we this is why we sat through this season.
1: <laughs> right, I know I it see now why they announced Jordan Fisher like two episodes into the like season, the end right? Of March, yeah. They're
0: like, we want you to continue watching. Here. <laughs> have have a chrome for have like a three cookie. <laughs> All
1: right.
0: Thank you everyone for your feedback and the rest of it will be on Tumblr.
1: Do we have predictions? Because I have a lot.
0: <laughs> I mean I agree with Sonia about the Iris being pregnant and that's why she has powers because otherwise yeah. I mean, like, the same I think thing because, happened with
1: Steel too with, yeah, like, exactly. powers.
0: and because like she's probably moving from to different time periods at the same time like Godspeed's coming back in time or the kids are coming back in time and also the fact that if she's doing that that's why the pregnancy test came back negative because she's unstable so it wouldn't really be clear and that's also right. how she
2: get speed that's
0: pretty much it for me
2: i like that I like I, I think it makes sense that it'll explain why the test was negative but yet she will still be pregnant yeah i agree
1: i'll go even more crackpot and i will throw in eternium <laughs> in francine oh yes um, oh that's right yeah because i, I feel like if she because someone brought up on twitter Um, You know, comic panels about you know story from Iris being from the 30th century and how she was literally phasing in and out of the timeline in the comics. And I was like, I don't think that they'll make Iris literally from the 30th century because they're not going to make unmake her Joe's child, but that still leaves room for Francine to actually be from the 30th century. Um, Because we also had it was in like what last season with Nash and he, like, Mm -hmm. he he detected some kind of, like... Or
0: from another Earth.
1: True. He detected Eternium on Iris somewhere, and we kind of thought that was, like, a one-off, and maybe she was too close to whatever Eternium he was searching for. But if Francine is from the future, and Eternium is somehow involved in that, and I'm thinking, you know, if this is, like, a side effect of pregnancy, because... Like, Francine didn't really start doing drugs until, like, Iris, like, little, like, after Iris was born. Mm-hmm. So maybe she was, like, using 21st century drugs to solve, like, a 30th century problem. And that got her, you know, went down. If they can, I swear to God, if they can, like, retcon <laughs> her drug use <laughs> to make it make, like, time travel sense, I will be so impressed. Um, but that that would be, like, my crackpot theory to make that. Because that was, like, when... It, when um when we knew that she was coming onto the show when they were going to introduce Iris's mother, that was one of my main theories that maybe she was from the future. Maybe she right. was like running from something. And we went, we had all these kind of like theories about like Francine, like the time travel spy or something like that. And they just all felt like, like no, she's a drug addict. It's like really? So if they can retcon this and make it make sense, then I think that'd be just awesome. Um, and then if it's a side effect of pregnancy, that I would obviously explain why it's happening to Iris now that she is pregnant with the twins. And for not for example like Wally, but Wally is still connected to time travel, timing on stuff because he became a Speedster. And I also think it'd be it's really cool um, if there was some kind of like futuristic part of Iris's story because it just makes it it makes like her and Barry's love story that much stronger that she is half from the future and right. he is a speedster and going in and out of time and all this kind of stuff so i feel like that would be just like really beautiful plus they're kids so eric i hope you are also a time traveler and you, you can <laughs> hear my thoughts and you have written that into the story um but then my other big theory is that they are indeed trolling all about diddle and the green box is not a Green Lantern ring, but Kryptonite. <laughs> I feel like that would be very disappointing. Because <laughs> Kryptonite is also green, um, so and it glows. So I'm wondering, like, explain why he has the headaches, Jessica. <laughs> well, when Ryan was shot with a Kryptonite bullet, she had stuff, and then she started like hallucinating mm-hmm. towards the end. So the headaches that Diggle has could be a side effect of Kryptonite poisoning that he's getting. And because his last episode is Supergirl, who else would know about kryptonite more than Supergirl? He's gonna be on Superman Lois as well. Oh, whatever. Oh, even better. <laughs> they're both <laughs> they're both Kryptonians. So you know, he has two shows or one show? So is he gonna be on Superman and Lois, or is he gonna be on Supergirl? Both. So he has two shows left. Mm-hmm. So I mean, still, I, I, because I Loki like well not Loki, key, key, I don't want to be a Green Lantern. <laughs> So, <laughs> this is what I'm rocking with until it's proven wrong. Um, but, yeah. It's a
0: plausible theory. I like it.
1: We know something is, like, medically wrong with him. So, I feel like kryptonite could be a valid... Right. Diagnosis. Kryptonite poisoning. Diagnosis. Kryptonite <laughs> poisoning.
2: Yeah. So, he could, like,
1: yeah. diagnose it on Superman and Lois, and then he can, like go to Lena and get cured on Supergirl and that could be the end.
2: Yeah, which would be like a thanks. What a yeah. great story. <laughs>
1: thanks <laughs> All for showing the up. teasing.
0: I'm sure that would like, piss so many people off. To be honest. It would.
1: I, I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> we never said he was going to be a green lantern. We just showed you a green glowing <laughs> box. Um, we only have one episode and um, I mean, I know you want to give it to Iris, but she was only in like one scene.
0: <laughs> but she had the gumption to even when she was sick to
1: figure out <laughs> going to, to hand guess, over where the Where there is a the will, it. they will make a way. Um, any other nominees for the flash?
0: Uh, I, mean, perhaps, I guess for like having the gumption to go after people alone. To
2: and to die on of the spot? That's pretty good. She had a lot of gumption
1: there. <laughs> what about Kristen having the gumption to stand up to Adam and not kill him when she could have? I know y'all don't like Kristen either, but
2: okay. I am
0: in the middle on Kristen, you know. It's, it's oh. a love-hate relationship. Do you want to give it to
1: Esperanza for dying out of spite?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Despite> her cousin.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. Hmm. Mm, this is it's a pretty tough one. We can give it to Legra
1: if we're having the gumption to choose the Flash. Over family
2: her, over her family. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: You know, Vin Diesel says family is everything. So.
0: That's it. Ooh, Vin Diesel he does the that.
1: Does that. this episode is in very well. He
2: does say that. I, I guess
1: I y'all... Don't, we don't we haven't even mentioned strong. Cecile, so I guess yeah. y'all don't want to give it to her either. Well,
2: what did she t- have t- The gumption to give Barry advice?
1: The gumption Take t- 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 Iris's t- idea and t- run t- with
2: yeah, it?
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, I want to give it to Esperanza as a, like, a... Farewell, you know. Oh, there you go. Okay, was- okay. She went it's after like some guys with. Her- she didn't. She didn't fear death either. You know, she was just <laughs> like, ah, this is my way.
2: Okay. Yeah, she was like, it's an extension of life, a life where yes. I hate you.
1: All right. Exactly. Well, we're gonna give it to esperanza <laughs> um <laughs> tune in next week when I think Legends Legend- will be back next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we have legends in in the flash. So we'll see you then. And remember that um, we are recording our episodes a day earlier. So we're doing them on Thursday. So um, just make sure if you do want to send in feedback, you send it in by Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, right? Yes, that's fine. No, is it (laughs) Eastern? Is it 3 p.m. Eastern or Pacific? I always say Eastern just so people will remember in advance it's Eastern okay yep yes 3 p.m. Eastern time um, so then we'll see you next week. Bye
2: bye, bye
1: everyone